this is something that's not widely used uh, by many searchers, but the interest is really growing. There are some, some studies done. Vicenz actually did a study where they found that 62% of millennials would really like to be able to search by image, and 58% of them would like to be able to click to purchase directly from content. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the podcast that brings you information from the conferences that you were not able to attend in a short time span because we know you are all busy enjoying the last days of summer. This is the episode number 24. My name, my name is still Peter, and we will go directly with our guest joining us today from the beautiful Canada up there and to the left, very far away from me is sitting Joel Irvin. Hi, hey. Peter. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? How is the, what is it? Today is Tuesday. Slow, you're slowly starting your work week. Yes. Did you already start after the summer when, you know, for agencies stuff usually dies down a bit or are the clients back? Are they sending uh, emails and trying to do everything for Black Friday and uh, everything in the uh, fall that they have planned? We actually don't really have many slow periods here at Bookmark. Um, not only do we do digital, but we also do magazines. So we gear up for the fall during the summer. And then, mm -hmm. and then the fun continues throughout the fall um, until you know all the holidays at the end of the year. All right, so the hashtag agency life. We yes, always exactly. Work hard. <laughs> Joel, you are the director of marketing and growth at the agency called Bookmark Content and Communications. Can you briefly tell us what do you do as the uh, what you do as the, as the agency, and more importantly, what are the things that you do? What are the nice things that allow you that you are happy at your work every day? So uh, at Bookmark, we're a global content and communications agency, and we have offices all around the world. We work mostly primarily with luxury and lifestyle brands, and we create content for them to bring their brand and audiences together. Um, what I do is actually I create content for our content marketing company. It's very meta. I wear many hats. I do a little SEO. I do inbound marketing, social media. Um, I also work on some new business. I do really a little bit of everything. I love it. Yeah, you're, you're the director <laughs> of stuff there. So those people have yeah. to do everything, right? Um, if you're doing uh, stuff for high-end brands, spoke, I invited you to the podcast because you spoke at the MossCon conference. How is SEO and high-end brands coming together? Well, we're always looking for new and innovative things to bring to our clients. Um, so not only do we focus on uh, you know on-page SEO, we're also looking at technical SEO as well as um, new things we can bring to them. You know, how can we integrate voice? How can we integrate visual search? Um, how can we make sure that uh, when 
their audience looks for them in search, that they're, they're getting visually pleasing results, not only uh, text-based results. Yeah, this is why I was very interested in your presentation. In a time when everyone speaks about voice search, you speak about image search or visual search. Your presentation was called Get the Look, Improve the Shopper Experience with Visual Search Optimization. We'll get to the presentation in a minute. How was MozCon? I really enjoyed it. It was actually my third year at MozCon. This was my first time on stage. And uh, what I really love about MozCon, about MozCon is the community. Um, I love the people that attend. I love the, the presentations and the other presenters that spoke. Um, they all cover really interesting things that are current, that are relevant, that are trending. And, and they also bring something, I think, a little bit different than other conferences because it is a one-track conference. And I really love that approach. Um, I also really appreciate the way that it's very much human first, even though it's a tech company, and, um, and they really uh, accommodate everybody. And, uh, you know, uh, like the, even the, if you look at the speakers, it's uh, very much uh, a 50-50 split between men and women, which I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had um, two speakers from Moscow on the podcast in the previous episodes, uh, just because the presentations that I saw were so good. All right, let's go directly to your presentation. Um, without further ado, I just give you your five minutes to sum up your presentation. Perfect. So when I talk about visual search, I'm really talking about uh, searching for images with um, other images, not searching for images with text queries. This is something that's not widely used uh, by many searchers, but the interest is really growing. There are some, some studies done. Vicenz actually did a study where they found that 62% of millennials would really like to be able to search by image, and 58% of them would like to be able to click to purchase directly from content. I mean, that's very telling, uh, showing that young people are really interested in this type of technology. And I find also um, people are in tune with looking for things with their eyes versus, you know, typing them out. There's there's another stat that I'd like to share, and, and it's that 85% of consumers place more importance on visuals when shopping online for clothing and furniture. I'd like to share why I chose Google Lens and Pinterest Lens uh, as examples. I find that they're both leading the way in terms of technology and ways to use visual search to appeal to their customers and also drive revenue for brands. Google Lens is really focusing more on practical applications where Pinterest Lens is showing more success in discovery, engagement, and conversion for fashion and home decor brands. And I find those two things are really interesting to look at because they're not doing the same things. They're, they're investing in, in different ways to use uh, image recognition technology to appeal to their uh, audience. So if we look back at the, the past few months, uh, Pinterest Lens has actually started integrating some cool new features. Uh, they integrated hybrid search, which is a way of integrating an, a visual search with a text-based query. Right now, it's not something that you can use where you can actually type in a query, but you can actually take an existing pin and text provided by Pinterest to 
come together and provide uh, search results based on those two things. They're working on something called Complete the Look, which I think is going to be really amazing. And I feel like other companies and tech companies and social media companies will follow suit once this is released. And what it does is it allows you to, to actually type in a text query and combine it with an image to find a handbag to go with an outfit or uh, curtains to go with your living room. What's interesting about Pinterest lens is that right now there's about 600 million visual searches that are happening every month and 300 million people around the world are using it. That's kind of small potatoes compared to, let's say, Google or Amazon's audience. But there is a large group of people who are actually using visual search. And uh, if that's something that brands are interested in, they should leverage that. Mostly because, proportionately, Pinterest drives more referral traffic to e-commerce sites than other social platforms. Something else that I'd like to share is that Google Lens, it can recognize over 1 billion items. That's, that's quite something. And at the recent Google I.O. conference last May, they also introduced two new filters for their Google Lens. Uh, one is dining, where you can actually scan menu items and it, it'll uh, pick up some images and recommendations from, from their Maps app. To, to get people to choose uh, items that other people have liked. And also the translate feature where you can scan a printed document or a screen uh, with text in another language and it'll translate it for you in a matter of seconds. Um, that, I mean, that in itself is very cool when you're traveling, it just makes things way more accessible. Uh, they also announced the addition of augmented reality into Google search, which could have huge possibilities for shopping if that will also get integrated into the lens features. But all, all of this leads into opportunities for retail brands, e-commerce brands. Some of these opportunities include visual, um, sorry, increased visibility for lesser known brands. Right now, I mean, if you think about uh, shopping online, a lot of the time, it's, it's, hard, it's hard for some smaller brands to get found in search results. But through Pinterest Lens, what pinners end up doing is they end up being exposed to these smaller brands and they get to see things based on what they're looking for uh, in terms of style rather than doing branded searches. 97% 90, of Pinterest searches are currently unbranded and 70% of their audience is open to finding about brands they've never heard of before. So that's pretty cool. Also, something that's interesting that people should be looking at is leveraging existing platforms and partnerships. So what I would say is either optimize where your audience is already, like on Google, Pinterest, Instagram, or Amazon, or partner with an image recognition tech provider to integrate it into your own platform. If you're just starting out, I would say go where, where your audience is already. But if you're ready to take that next leap, there are different providers such as Vicente, Slice, or Cortexica that can help with that integration. Also, capitalize on impulse buying. This is something that, I mean, I think it's kind of a funny thing to say, but there are some studies that show that 72% of pinners say that the platform inspires them to shop when they aren't actually looking for anything. So that's pretty huge, and I think people or brands should take advantage of that. Another thing that I'd like to share is that um, visual search 
can also be used in real life. So if you can if you can integrate it into your in-store experience, it could also create other opportunities to increase in-store uh, visits. For example, Alibaba and Amazon both brought this type of tech into their change rooms to help people uh, shop more easily. Alibaba uh, brought in these fashion AI mirrors into the guest change rooms uh, to suggest other accessories and different color uh, options for what they've tried on to help them um, find what they're looking for. And Amazon created this cool tech-enabled mirror that projects clothing onto customers so that they can see what they look like without actually trying it on. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. And last but not least, um, increasing revenue. Gartner predicts that by 2021, e-commerce brands who optimize for voice and visual search will increase profits by up to 30%. That's huge. So obviously this is a prediction, but I think it's worth thinking about how you can integrate uh, this type of technology into your strategy and into your content and into your, um, into your search practices because it's coming. Younger people are using it. Younger people are thinking about it. And if you miss the boat now, you'd just be catching up later. All this to say that visual search is a cool new feature, but you also have to think about how to optimize for it because it's not yet perfect. It is a technology, it is uh, constantly evolving. And in my conference, I shared some tactics and techniques to optimize for visual search. Um, and some of those things included, uh, you know, everything that you do currently for image search can also be applied for visual search. So, you know, make sure to Think about your image size and keywords and alt tags and all that good stuff. You also want to think on the technical side, um, you know, making sure to submit image sitemaps and sync basic product data with the Google Merchant Center, uh, enabling rich pins for Pinterest, implementing structured data, especially, you know, for uh, product and offer and image gallery. And also think about how you search for for what you want to, uh, like to do your research for what you want to focus on. Uh, don't only think about keywords, also think about finding trends. There's Google Trends, there's a monthly Pinterest trend report. There's all kinds of cool stuff that you can use to make your content um, super cool. My last point is to think about what's next. Visual sentiment analysis, to understand what uh, the emotion of users when they're on your social media channels, for example, and how you can integrate visual search into your strategy, even if it's not for fashion or home decor brands. You know, think about real estate, think about food and beverage, think about, uh, you know, uh, hotels, for example. And also think about all the new uh, integrations that you could do with visual search, like the augmented reality example I gave earlier, machine learning. There's so much that, that's coming, we don't even know what the possibilities will be. So this is basically sort of like a think about it, think about what's coming, and see how it fits with your brand. And if it does, then test it out, try it out, try and integrate a few things and see if it helps you out. That was, I must say, very extensive. I'm not sure if extensive is the right word, but 
uh, all-encompassing would probably be the right word. Uh, you went from the theory to far-fetched examples and went back to um, the examples of what people should be doing right now. What I see is with e-commerce stores, they still have, especially e-commerces that have a big number of products, they still have problems with generating quality and interesting images for products. What is the, how can we get them to not only show two boring pictures, but get them to show pictures with people or maybe even create a video? How do you push uh, e-commerces to do that? So I would say that um, it's always best to use authentic type images. Um, but in terms of product images, you really want to show your product as it is, your product on a person. You want to show the different angles. Um, you also want to show, you know, dimensions. So if something uh, is a certain size, you want to, you know, show it compared to something or like um, in a real life type situation. Have a banana for scale. Yeah, to scale, exactly. Um, you also want to provide context. So, um, I really love the example of um, uh, when you're looking at a handbag, for example. When I'm looking, when I'm when I'm actually shopping online for for a handbag, I like to see how many pockets are inside. I like to see uh, what it looks like underneath. Like there's things that you might not think about that your audience is looking for, but you can actually look in the data for images that you do currently have, what they're actually looking mm. for and what helps them when they're making those decisions to optimize them properly. What we see very often is companies having or creating their own photo studios within uh, their own company so that they are able to, you know, be fast and create images um when they need them do you think this is a good strategy or are you more of a fan of going for a, a big photo shoot that will deliver the best images ever i think that um authenticity is super important i think that uh you don't have to spend a lot of money to take good photos um so it really depends on your budget and who you're trying to appeal to to make that decision yeah yeah um all right. I was really wanting to ask you what should be the next steps for people that would like to go into image or visual optimization. But as you mentioned before, just have good images and do good image SEO. And that should be the first step. Am I right? Yes, definitely. That's right. And you also want to optimize on the back end um, in terms of, you know, connecting it with the merchant center and um, if for Pinterest, it would be Pinterest catalogs so that your, uh, the data is connected with those mm -hmm. images and they're indexed properly. All right. Excellent. Well, we're at the 21 minute mark and I think we are good with the presentation. Joel, thank you very much for summing up your presentation from MOSCON. Where can people find you who would like to talk to you? What are your next things? You have something with the Whiteboard Friday uh, planned, is that right? 
Yes, um, I'll be doing a Whiteboard Friday. Uh, it's coming up soon, and it's on the same topic, so check it out. Uh, give some tips there on visual search as well. All right, and we, of course, I will add your presentation, the slides, into the show notes so that people, and of course, links to your uh, LinkedIn and your company and everything else, so that people can, can see and follow your presentation after uh, when they listen to the podcast. Perfect, thank you. Um, if nothing, and I think that's it. Uh, thank you very much for being the guest on the podcast. Um, thank you for. Is it? It's probably very early in the morning for you. It's actually it? close to lunchtime. <laughs> I know. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not that good with uh, different time zones. Um, okay, that's it. Thank you very much for being on the podcast, and I'll thanks, see you Peter. Around.